All right, we are back. Lieutenant Governor Cruz Bustamante has taken some criticism. Number one, for running for governor at all, the only elected California official to do so. And number two, taking advantage of a campaign loophole that permits him to spend millions of Indian casino money on this campaign. Here to help clear the air on the issue of Indian gaming is our old friend David Rosenblum. Well, you know, Doug, I'm glad you called it gaming and not gambling. What is the difference, by the way? Well, gaming has no B in it. No L either. Uh, Excellent point. How is it that Bustamante can raise these millions of dollars from Indian gaming for this special election? I have no idea. I'm no lawyer. Look, my role is to explain to your listeners about the wonderful world of Native American games of chance. That phrase reminds me of an old movie scene with W.C. Fields. He's at the card table and a guy comes in and asks him, Is this a game of chance? And Fields says, Not the way I play, no. Yeah, I remember it well. I think it's pretty hilarious. Well, it's not an apt comparison to the wholesome world of adult wagering, in my view. Wholesome? Look, almost every Indian casino in the great state of California has daycare and entertainment for the youngsters, so Mommy and Daddy are free to enjoy the loosest slots anywhere. Well, what, what, what does that mean, loosest slots? Come on, Doug, big payouts. I don't know how they make any money, these guys. Yeah, well, they're apparently making it by the train load. Look, it wasn't that long ago the Native American was stuck in a dead-end situation here. Alcoholism and drug use among the tribes was rampant. Their future was bleak, but now they're raking in the coin. That's not only fair. Well, judging by the lieutenant governor's campaign war chest, they are indeed. Now, what about those who say the revenues of our Indian casinos are taxed at something like 40% the rate of Nevada's? As Isaac Newton once remarked, for every statistic, there's an equal and opposite statistic. Well, what do you say to people who think this election is kind of tainted by this gambling money? Gaming money! Gaming! Doesn't it look bad that for some odd reason millions of dollars from the Indians are being funneled to Bustamante? Uh, I don't know if funnel's the right word. I think the Indians just like them. Let's just focus on the positive. The gaming industry has two terrific guys who are shepherding these monies into good use in the political system. They're exercising the rights that we all enjoy. Look, a couple of great fellas are involved in this. Friends of mine. I couldn't be happier to endorse their efforts here. Well, who are these guys? Well, first off, there's Jimmy Dances with Weasels DeMarco. A red-blooded red man if I ever saw one. And there's Vinny Brownhawk Barbieri. Now there's a guy who knows how to cut red tape. These are the bag men? Hey, what kind of language is that, Doug? I'm talking lobbying here. If people knew how firmly a part of Native American tradition gaming was, I think they'd relax. Uh, okay. We're supporting a book that tells the whole tale. Red Men, Greenbacks, and White Lightning. It's in his second printing. You should let me talk about it. Uh, I'm not sure we have time today, David. Well, then bring me back. Well, look, I'll just say that from the time of Columbus through the pilgrims to the Old West to today, the history of the American Indian is a history of gaming. Is that so? Yeah, it's so. You know, as soon as Columbus landed in Cuba, the cigar-smoking Arawaks got the explorers involved in their primitive bingo. Primitive bingo. I guess you didn't know that. It's true. Uh-huh. Hey, the navigator of the Pinta won a handsome box of cheroots first time out. Those Spaniards were hooked. Yeah, this really sounds like a well-researched book, David. Oh, it is. It is, my friend. You know, Anthony the Groundhog Scarletti did meticulous research. And we all know the Pilgrim story. You know, thanks to Squanto, the Mayflower folks learned how to plant corn, squash, and all that stuff. Yeah, Thanksgiving story, etc. But not so well-known is that the Indian chief duped the Puritans with a bit of the old three-card Monty. Squanto did. He used clamshells, but, you know, same idea. Uh-huh. So you're saying the Puritans gambled? Sure! Didn't everybody? I don't think so. This is a well-researched book, you say? Absolutely. 
Look, many writers over the years have done fine work using a prison library. Scarletti is just the latest. He's in prison? Yeah, they got the old groundhog on alleged racketeering, and I stressed alleged. The point is, the Indian has always had gaming as a part of his culture. He has. Well, read the book. Red Man, Greenbacks, and White Lightning. Hey, did you know that Sitting Bull was called that because he was always found sitting at the crap table? I think I've heard enough, David. Now, you should really have me back to tell the whole uh, story. I think it'll help cool off controversy in this whole election. Well, we'll consider it. And Crazy Horse. The guy loved to play the ponies. He was crazy for horse, so to speak. Did you know that? We gotta go. Let's see if we can't find out what those millions will buy on October 7th. Good government, Doug. That's all. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure of that. Hey, listen, before you go, I got a trunk full of bumper stickers. You want some? What do they say? Buster move with Buster Monte. And I bought the rights to the old Young MC tune. Uh-huh. You want first dibs? Well, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Come on. Okay, yeah, sure. Send them to 6 Lower Freeborn Hall, UC Davis. I sure will. All right. Thanks, Doug. All right. Come on, fat and just bust a move. Well, there you have it. Bust a move with Bustamante. I don't know. It's a catchy tune, and we always enjoy David. Well, let's now take a look at another campaign uh, that's raging for governor, that of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Joining us now for an update on the Schwarzenegger campaign is Arnold Schwarzenegger's cousin, Hans Plankenpohl. Actually, it's Plankenpohl, but danke schön. I am a cousin on Arnold's mother's side. Well, thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, Arnold will be doing a lot of cleaning up. This is only the beginning, my friend. You wait and see. Well, Arnold seems a bit shy about debating the other front-running candidates. What's, he's af- what's he afraid of? Look, listen to me. He isn't afraid of anything. He just thinks his time is better spent dealing with people directly. He is a man of the people. They love him. And let me say this now. People are saying, about w- what about the nude pictures? Uh-huh. Well, what about them? He took them. It is no secret. Arnold has nothing to hide. Well, evidently not. And some have pointed out uh, also that he's not afraid, perhaps, to reveal his shortcomings, which I suppose is good. Listen, my friend, when someone has a 55-inch chest and biceps that are probably bigger than your whole body, then some things just don't look their normal size. Well, I guess there is one muscle no one can develop with anabolic steroids. Look, Arnold would look much bigger down there were it not for his massive thighs and huge torso. Don't you worry about his Johan Tomas. Uh-huh. Well, I won't. It can take care of itself. Well, I guess it's shown that. Yeah, do you see any other candidates showing themselves out in the open like Arnold has? You do not. Well, I have to say, Ariana Huffington has yet to produce a single Johan Tomas. And listen, my friend, Arnold used steroids. Okay, he has admitted it. Everybody did it. No, everybody did not do it. Well, everybody who was a champion bodybuilder did. Well, that isn't the same as everyone. And what about Bush 41 naming Arnold to his president's physical fitness council? Well, what about it? What is physically fit in a steroid pumped up frame? Lots Arnold. Of things. Arnold is not necessarily a, a, a real athlete or even fit. Look, Douglas. You tried to run with the refrigerator strapped on your back. I would like to see that, or any of the candidates at all. You know, let them run 50 yards with the refrigerator. Would that establish leadership qualities? Well, you know, you asked me if Arnold was fit. You know, a guy that can pull a big rig with only muscles is pretty fit in my book. Well, Arnold had to get heart surgery. Some wonder about the steroid connection to his valve problems. 
They can run the all they want. It was congenital. And, you know, when Arnold comes to Sacramento, you'll be surprised how healthy he is. He's not some cream puff with a big fat gut or pipe cleaner arms. He's not. Well, polls show him losing some ground after not debating. Anyone can talk. We have had too much talk, quite frankly. It's time for action. And what is better than an action star to take action? I ask you this, I'm telling you. Well, why did Arnold come out against Prop 54? I, I don't know. No idea. He is his own man, you know. He will think for himself on the issues. You cannot buy him no matter how hard you try. Try it, you will see. Well, that's Go on, ahead. It's on my to-do list. Many conservative Republicans suggest that Arnold is not true blue. Well, what is this true blue? Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger has said he's for some gun control. Yeah. He's pro-choice. Yeah. He thinks homosexuality is legitimate. He admits, yeah. he admits to marijuana use and laughs about it. Yeah. And he's been a womanizer. Ah, but not a groper. No? They say he is a groper. Goosing someone for fun is not groping, my friend. I see. You know, it, it is a joke usually. You know, he's a very warm, funny guy. He likes a good laugh, you know. But there is no test for republicanism. Maybe Arnold is not like Newton Gingrich or so what? Gingrich? Yeah, Newt Grinch, whatever. Look, the Kennedys have tried to make him a Democrat, but it didn't work. Arnold says it is wrong that a man gets up in the morning and eats breakfast, then he is taxed. He eats lunch, he is taxed again. Yeah, well, doesn't someone have to pay taxes for roads and infrastructure? Yeah, someone does, but maybe not so much. Well, doesn't Arnold pay much more tax when he goes home to Austria? Look, Douglas... He is not running for governor of Austria, is he? Why do you think he lives in America? Come well, on! Speaking of Austria, why won't Arnold distance himself from Kurt Waldheim? You know a Schwarzenegger, you know a guy who would not turn his back on a friend? Come on! Even if the friend lied about a Nazi background? But we all have things that we are not so proud of. Well, Hans, please keep us updated on the campaign. Jawohl! I'd be happy to. He will be your next governor. You wait and see. Okay. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. Edelweiss, Edelweiss, every morning you greet me, small and white, clean and... That is it for this week's show. We'd like to thank gubernatorial candidate Leonard Padilla. We wish him well in his quest for the California governorship. We would also like to thank our uh, semi-bonafide uh, spokesman, David Rosenblum and Hans Plankenpole. We would remind you to tune in tomorrow at 5 o'clock for Steve Valentino's program, Stop Making Sense, for the very interesting interview conducted with Mr. Ward Connerly. Stay tuned now for Hometown Atrocities with Todd Yurick. I'm Douglas Everett, and you've been listening to Radio Parallax. Every morning you greet me Small and white, clean and bright You look happy to meet me Blossom of snow, may you bloom and grow Bloom and grow Forever, it Bless my homeland forever.